Well, all right, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back once again (laughs) to the All About It podcast. It's your main man, Bennett, back here and again. And with me, as always, is Ariel, people. Hello, hello. Round of applause. Coming at you. What's going on? How's how's your week been? I'm Ariel. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm like, I super know that. (laughs) I know that the most. Um, it was, I mean, I'd probably give it like a six out of 10. Ugh. You know how really? this week was for me. It was kind of random and just like things one after the other where it was like, why? Well, when you say it's a six out of 10, you got to kind of give it, I guess, a little backstory. Why was just it? like worky stuff, weird things happening, personal things to me. Like, you know, it just wasn't a hundred percent. But it, it can't always be 100%. It always can't just be 11 out of 10, you know? But I was just reminiscing that a week ago today, we were in Laguna taking pictures. That's right. And it was beautiful. And I am so happy with how those turned out. Turned out great. Coming soon to a print shop near you. Nothing like a good pick. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, right? Am I right? Yeah. Nothing like a good pick. Yeah. Right? <laughs> What else happened this week? I used the microwave. I vacuumed. Kind of a boring week, you guys. Not gonna lie. It's true. Yeah. So let's hop into the topic. Got a lot of got a lot of work done around the house. Yeah. House projects, cleaning related. Yeah. Projects. There you go. But you know what? We got a good thing coming on because by the time this episode airs, we we get to hang out with a really good friend of yours. Oh my that God. You haven't Thank seen, God. Uh, since our wedded day. I cannot think of a better time for her to be here. Honestly, I need some female camaraderie in my life. <laughs> Just some good old one-on-one sister sesh, you know? I hear that. So. I need one. I need a good uh, one-on-one man sesh. Yeah, I think so. Every, uh. Every now and again. <laughs> Every now and a back here and again. Uh, so. But what are you going to, yeah. So really we, excited. But by the time, yeah, by the time this drops, uh, she will have been on her way home. It's true. There you go. So excited. We just did an episode about having house guests. And I don't know what the implications of that is. Does that mean we like them? Does that mean we don't? I mean, I, I just in, in full disclosure, I don't I don't actually listen back to these episodes. I think the underlying uh, message was that we do enjoy it. I agree. Yeah. I, would, I, would, I feel like that was what we put out into the world. But then again, I wouldn't know because yeah. I don't go back and re-listen. Yeah. So I don't know what I said. I, I may maybe I regret it. Maybe I didn't mean it, or maybe it was right on point. I don't know. Yeah. Love house guests. We get to have another one, and this one's. This one's a 10 out of 10, I think. One of the best. Actually. 11. 11 out of 10. Yeah. That's right. Excuse you. But you know what? Uh, what else is 11 out of 10 is uh, what's today's episode all about? It's all about assumptions. I'm going to assume that uh, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing on that pass. I'm going to assume that these assumptions that I asked for, I requested of them. I was like the town crier, and I was like, hear ye, people. Tell me your assumptions, and I asked for it. That's Yeah, you got a laundry list. I didn't even, I started reading them, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to save those, because they're they're pretty good. 
They're funny. And not not There's some real ones, funny just ones. Just briefly looking over, it's like not what I was expecting, but Me either. Um, I so didn't yeah, know what to expect. Should be, that should be kind of fun. Just a bit of fun. Just a bit of fun. But besides just assumptions about you or about us, you know, or your your job, I think that just the idea of assumptions, making making assumptions. Right. We make them every day. It's a great expression. Every day. Uh, you know, you make making assumptions makes an ass out of us all. Really, I thought it was an ass out of you and me because of the way that it's spelled. Something like that. There's the point is it's got the word ass in it. We just like saying it. Point is, it's got that ass. It's an ass man. <laughs> you know, it's like a scat man. I'm a, I'm a scat man. No. Anyway, <laughs> we all make assumptions. Uh, Those are made man back here and again, coming in, coming in hot with a take about assumptions. Assumptions are things that you, when you, you don't know, you don't know. You don't really know. So you assume. Is there a big difference between an assumption and a presumption? I presume to know this. I assume to know that. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> oh right. I'm sorry. I should be asking myself. But then again, I am. And I. No, wait. I, I am a thesaurus. I forgot. <laughs> what if I was? That's going to bug me. Is there really a difference between a, a presumption? Oh, like you're so presumptuous and you're making an assumption? Because my mind kind of jumped to just plain old judgment. <laughs> That's a part of it. Maybe. It's a That's part a of it, but it's not It's not the whole cake, you know? Speaking of which, I want bad food today. <laughs> it's been a couple days of me saying that. And I assume I know why. Uh-huh. So, yeah, assumptions. Yeah. Let's get into it. We make assumptions every day yeah. about our own future, about our own day. Our day... For the most part, and I'm speaking from my experience, you, could, you feel free to disagree. But for the most part, you kind of are riding on a like not autopilot. You got things to do. You got a list. You know, you're gonna wake up, and then you got you got a life to live before you go to bed. Your whole life is just based on assumptions. At any point, the universe, nature, can just pluck you out of that that little path that you're on, set you on a different path. My whole life is based on just getting to bed. Well, yeah, but you assume that like when you get in your car and you're trying to drive to the store that you're just going to take that route and you're going right. to go and maybe there's some traffic like you. You make all these assumptions. You don't know if there's a right. car crash. You don't know if they're out of your favorite yogurt. And that yeah. was the number one thing on your Ooh, shopping gotta list. I've got to say, I have, I have a you know quick I mean? little story from yesterday. I went out is it yogurt? and... Is it yogurt related? No, it's romaine related. <laughs> Like, ro- like I lettuce? Said, I almost said this bitch at Trader Joe's. But really, she went up to where the romaine hearts are, like the big ones, like the three romaine hearts, like in that one yeah, bag. Yeah, there's always an overflowing amount of those hearts. Oh, it was the only thing that was empty. One remaining? And the poor girl working at Trader Joe's had a mouthful. Mouthful? Mouthful. Thank God for that. <laughs> she got a mouthful from that lady and i felt i just witnessed the whole thing i was like the only one standing there just like kind of listening i was like looking at other stuff and i was just kind of listening and she was like are you serious there's nothing i just totally she's like for some reason i thought there would be wait did you say that she got a mouthful the the she got an earful because the the trader (laughs) joe's lady would have gotten an earful not a mouthful guys it's friday forgive me but 
I didn't. I didn't need to do that. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 to, no, no. I didn't need to. Blow, I won't blow even. You, you know what? I won't even ask you to cut that out because that's the real deal. Cut. We don't do cuts. Yeah, we don't do cuts. Um. So she assumed there would be romaine, and then she just like grunted and had to get the kind where it was already chopped up. <laughs> you are doing a great job of telling this story. <sighs> Let me tell you why, because that goes right into what I was going to say. What? That the older we get, the the more profound our assumptions become because they are rooted in what we think is like a history. Yeah. Keeps building. She's used to it being there, but it wasn't there. Every time you go to Trader Joe's, it's there. It's like... You go there twice. Okay. Then you assume that there's going to be that, that lettuce that you like, that yogurt that you like, whatever. But if you go there like a, a thousand times over the course of multiple decades, what have you, you go there and they don't got it. Now it's like... Now your world, you, you have permission right. to have your whole world just collapse. Well, now. and the only reason that I was a little bit more sensitive to the situation is because of the way that she treated the person like restocking all the stuff in that area. And of course, the person working at Trader Joe's is like overly nice. But I've never heard someone talk to someone like that at Trader Joe's. It was very interesting. Well, good on the lady. She at least, you know, she yelled at the the Trader Joe's employee. It was was definitely her fault, you know. (laughs) Oh, you mean it wasn't her fault? Like she had nothing to do with the current, like, inventory of lettuce? Yeah, and it was just one of those days where, like, people are just, like, scooting around really slow and then leaving their cart in the middle of a place where it's, like, heavy traffic and they just leave it and go look for something else and then come back. But, you know, <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> yeah, you just go into the store. All these little activities yeah. that we do I assume that the aisles will be cleared of abandoned carts. I assume that there's going to be traffic. Wherever you do? I'm, wherever I'm you going. You assume it? Yeah. Wherever I'm going, I know that I'm going to drive. If I'm getting on I-5 and I'm driving pat- through Carlsbad, I know there's going to be traffic. Right. I just know. I assume it. Actually, yeah, no. That's not an assumption. I've moved beyond the realm of assumption. That's straight to fact. No, fact is Carlsbad only has traffic. That's just, it's a fact, fact. now. So I don't assume or presume, or maybe I do. I don't know. I don't know. the, the, the well, I pulled the Webster's Dictionary. I read it so fast, I don't even remember what it said. Well... I was just thinking about how when we assume and that assumption is wrong in like social situations or work situations, that can lead to like crazy anxiety, miscommunication, so many different things. But oh, sure. The bulk of the episode when we get to the assumptions that people made about us or me or Bennett, it's just for fun. It's just like funny to see what people think and. We're going to get into it. Yeah. Like on the whole, I don't think. No. Yeah, I do. Assumptions are, are more negative than positive. I think that it's you got you should do the homework. You should never assume that someone has it better or worse than they maybe really do. Right. I'll assume. Well, I will say that I assumed that actually I didn't really know what I thought going into this. I, I think that I mainly assumed that it would be neutral to positive and not some negative i don't know if i would call some of these negative necessarily i get i guess yeah there are a few that are negative not really though but you'll find out <laughs> well should we re- read off some of these guys yeah I mean, let's okay, do it fine fine but fine. just just for the the <laughs> listening audience at home uh so the words assume and presume 
both mean that you take something for granted as being true, but the difference is based on how certain you are. Assumption is typically used in situations where someone takes something as a truth with very little or low level of certainty or with no proof at all, and to presume usually involves a higher level of certainty and is used in situations where someone makes an educated guess based on reasonable proof mm, or confidence. It's, yes. assu- it's assuming with confidence. Like if you, yeah, that's great. You're assuming with confidence, then it's a presumption. And that confidence is built on some sort of fact that you can point to. I suddenly feel confident. But you still don't know. <laughs> See, we're learning. We're learning and we're teaching and it's summer and we're having such a good time. And now we're going <laughs> to ramp it up. Rip we're it up. going, we're ramping, we're riffing. Build me a half pipe, ramp it up. I am going to Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 soundtrack your life. So I here we go. effing love that music from that video game. <laughs> First assumption of this list of randomized, beautiful, beautiful assumptions. Not presumptions. Didn't ask for those. These assumptions. Unless there are some presumptions that are snuck in because the person didn't know the difference between the two. Not going to hold that against you since we didn't know. Just a bit of fun. We just learned that 10 seconds ago. Okay. Yeah. I assume that you get everything for free. Ooh, I like that one. Wrong. <laughs> Nothing's free. <laughs> I mean, right? Anything that I've gotten for free is for a reason. So think of going to the store and buying something with money that you want. Or think of it as doing something, giving your time to get something in exchange. Am I saying that correctly? I mean, you said the words correctly. Yeah. You formed the sentences correctly. And you Thank made you. you made a point that I understood. Okay. Well, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. But we do have a lot of stuff that was either what they call gifted but then even when you say gifted in the industry there is still work that's put into it it's not just totally free and anything that is gifted i have the choice whether or not i want to share that thing truly depends on the situation but nothing's free in my mind nothing's free there you go okay moving on your apartment is always clean nope zero percent correct you know you if always is like five percent of the time yeah you'd think that a picture of like a really messy apartment would maybe perform well on like social media i did a poll once and i said do you want me to show you the mess or do you want me to show you this clean corner or wall as like inspiration for your own house and it was like very much leaning towards like keep it clean like i don't want to see your mess so they know i'm messy you're really messy not that bad but like i would say it's not a dirty kind of messy it's just a general chaos yeah it's like organized chaos no to me it is regular regular style chaos to me it's organized chaos, but to you, it doesn't look... That's the whole point of saying that. You're not going to think it is. No. Yeah. No, because I'm like a clear the deck. The only way I know it's clean is if there's literally nothing. Mm-hmm. So like one sock in the middle of the floor 
and I don't have like alarm bells ringing. I'm not that guy. But I recognize socks on the floor. This place now looks like it's not clean because there's a sock on the floor. All you got to do is pick up the sock. I'm going to pick it up. All right. Well, I'll do it as soon as I'm done doing whatever it is I'm doing. And then there the sock remains. Yeah. Just like laughing at me. You know? Until I pair it with its other sock mate because I can't stand it being apart from the other sock. You're always traveling and it's always free. Ooh, what a life. <laughs> that's what it can that's, that's so what it feels funny. like sometimes. Well that's what it looks like. There are some trips that are literally jobs. Like I'm your husband and I I even sometimes can get that impression. Yeah. Because it's like especially earlier this year, for instance, like you and I were traveling and you were going all over and it's just like nonstop traveling somewhere every month for something, you know? I'll give a couple examples. So earlier this year, I had the opportunity to go to Uganda. And while it was a very special situation in which it was incredibly discounted, it had nothing to do with work or what I do on Instagram. It was completely separate based off of a connection I had. So... While it was expensive, it was not nearly as much as it would have been if I paid full price. And then my London and Paris trip I just went on for my birthday, that was all planned out. Probably we booked those tickets like six months in advance and got them for so, so, so cheap. We scoured the internet, found really good deals and planned it out and I was lucky enough to partner with some hotels on that trip and uh, that was not a not a cheap one so no not always free traveling I think is probably the number one thing that people assume they can't afford yeah or don't have the time for I agree and maybe I'm better to say you're wrong just got to get your ducks in a row and plan it out way in advance. Yeah. And then you, you'll you see it's so much easier. doesn't matter where you're trying to go. I've looked into places that are on the opposite end of the world. Talking about like the Maldives. Talking about like... We looked into some different places for our honeymoon. but Oh yeah, Tahiti. Yeah. Trying to go to Hawaii. We're just trying to travel domestically. You know, go on a road trip, go camping. Like traveling and seeing nature, getting some fresh air. It'll... It's not just the trip that you're buying. The experience is something that is, it can be invaluable. It can also be a pain in the ass. I've been on trips before where it's oh, like, yeah. I can't wait to go home. But on the whole, it could be like a, you know, a transcendent kind of thing where you're like, oh my God, I reached this new kind of way of thinking or yes, something. That's how I felt when I got back from Africa. There you go. Moving right along. The next one goes right hand in hand. Assumption is you never go anywhere. <laughs> ding, How, ding, ding. They're both, they're both true and they're both not. I feel like I'm either one extreme or the other. I never go anywhere and then I'm and then I'm out of the country on an extreme adventure. I don't really do. I honestly, guys, I I am a super hardcore homebody and I don't have like a huge group of friends that I'm super, super tight with. I very rarely go out with friends. 
I just had this super spontaneous night with a friend of mine and she was like, I'm going to be coming through your neighborhood tonight. We should go get drinks. And I was like, you know what? We should. And that's just kind of an example of like how I plan things. And like, I never really plan stuff out in advance with people. I have like close friends that live far away and we have a good time getting together. I also think, you know, to chime, to chime in, is that the expression? Yeah. Chime in. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna chime. I'm gonna chime in. Chime in. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm coming in. <laughs> I'm a lot to deal with. I take. I I absorb a lot of energy. You know. I'm I'm like a, I'm like a golden retriever over here. So kind of. You know. You you can only have. I mean, you could get a million more friends, hang out with them all the time. I would be totally cool with it because it basically means I just made a million more friends. That's how I'd look at it. But it may man Bennett. You know. I just I talk a lot. I'm just a big, I'm just like a big orange energy blast. Yeah. Yeah, you are. But I wouldn't say that, like, if I'm feeling like I am cooped up and I'm not alone enough, it's not because of you. It's because that I'm around someone all the time. So it's any chance I can be alone, I try to take it and I don't make plans very often. I just don't. It's not my personality. You're never serious, and you turn everything into a joke. <laughs> I want to know what you think about that one. Uh, you know me on a different level. I do, don't I? Yeah. I think... Because you see every part of Socially, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Socially, for the most part. Kind of, yeah. Yes. I would say like 80% of you, things. You are silly, spontaneous, and kind of keep to that surface level like you're just having fun and every little thing it can get twisted into like a dirty joke or just like a silly a dirty moment. joke well you know what i'm trying to say and hey we, we all do it but i also know the more vulnerable side the more serious side and so yeah i mean every, everyone's got that yeah you know everyone's feelings can get hurt and then how easy is it to just brush it off not everyone's like your main man bennett where i just literally am, per- am impervious to uh other other people's impressions of of me in a way that's going to knock me off of my floating carpet here yeah but i get why and how you know feelings get hurt yeah get hurt in a variety of ways especially when you like like you make assumptions you make assumptions in other people you have expectations of other people or of yourself it just it can kind of be part of just part of the human condition i agree so, but yeah i do i am just inherently very goofy and silly and like to keep it light. Um, I don't think that I put on a front ever for anything or anybody. I think I'll, uh, let me keep re- it pretty consistent. Yeah, let me rephrase what I said in this way. If something's silly, your intention is to try and make it sillier. Mm-hmm. If something is serious, your intention is not to make the serious thing silly. Yes, I would agree. You know what I yes. mean? Okay. <laughs> Just to get that clear. Just my take. <laughs> Just saying. Slide it in. Slip it out. I assume that you don't listen to a lot of hip hop. Hip hop. What's a lot? I mean, like a, how much is a lot? Like all the time? You're you're right. I don't. Well, a lot, <laughs> a lot would like music in general. Yeah. Do you listen to a lot of any kind of music? No, it's all different. So. It's literally so random. That answers that what about you oh, love hip-hop 
give me some of your faves. I love and have loved more of like the underground, not as mainstream. Yeah. Uh, Hip hop. My my all time favorites is Deltron. Yeah. Deltron Thirty Thirty. Delta Funky Hobo Sapiens. Just one of the all time great underrated. Do you still have that vinyl? Yeah, I have, I have multiple vinyls of his. He's fabulous. But then yeah, I like uh, you know, like Jurassic Five and the Jungle Brothers and a tribe called Quest. Just Ooh, like yeah. like the no, old I have, school. Yeah. I like the old school like groups of guys. Right. Where it's like, like I like those, that old school, not super old school. It's you know, that's kind of what. I, so, but I'm not just into hip hop. I'm pretty worldly. Oh, you're when it comes oh to music. yeah. You're my. You're the most. I've never met anyone that appreciates this many genres. I'll shift. It depends on my mood because I'll jump into like True. 80s hair metal and then I'll go to reggae and then I'll go straight to reggae yeah and then some like hardcore like club electronic I'll get into that like while oh, I'm working lately out. you've been putting that in, on in the then car I'll listen and to like just... some singer songwriter stuff like maybe a little jewel maybe maybe some of the carpenters when and, and then I'll get into like the funk and the old school stuff which is just makes me so happy you know back when you know those guys would like dance and like snap their fingers mm. and like they're all twirl in, around they're and, all in, yeah, in unison just love that yeah so listen to me making it all about me <laughs> what are you gonna do <laughs> what are you gonna do you are so bad you secretly have side jobs not related to instagram uh i assume they mean like day job and we're just not telling them about it can you imagine can you imagine our schedules if we did that totally yeah, that'd be, you know, it, we've done that. We, well, we did that. Well, not at this stage where it's, it's like what we do every day now. And then imagine also somehow having other jobs to go to on top of what we do now be, between the two of us. Be a little tough. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, that would be very lucrative, but um, I physically and mentally could not handle that right now not worth it love projects yeah i think that is one of my biggest takeaways from working with you since october yeah and i mean we we work together and it's you know no no secret or mystery you know when you see images of ariel that i'm taking a a share of those and they all know she's she's editing the pictures and I'm, i'm a pretty decent photographer i'm not at her level obviously um, don't have my own print shop or anything like that. But we got, <laughs> but we, uh, you know, we, we collaborate and we've collaborated for years, you know, to collab to, to get to where we are now. But I'm thinking like when I had my previous day job, it was, you know, it's a daily grind. No matter how well you perform at your nine to five, your Monday to Friday, at least for me, I'll speak from my personal experience. It just started to get tired of there. I wasn't going to get anything out of it. I could keep work. I could work harder. I could, I could slack off. And either way that day, it's not going to, nothing's going to change in my life. And I'm a guy like, I want to work as hard as possible. I've always had been wired that way, but I also, I, I want to be compensated yeah. for the work, you know? So it then became this inner internal battle of, they want me to slack off. They want me to like pump the brakes because I'm going too hot. I'm mo- I'm moving faster than what they could maybe pay me for. So 
Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But now it's like every project we got, it's just a slam dunk, the funk, and put it on, up, and then on to the next one, and it's another slam, and and we get to work with awesome brands, and we get to work with cool people. Sometimes our well, friends, unless like they mean side jobs, like things that maybe we don't talk about very often, like licensing images. I don't think so. I think they mean like a nine to five, I mean, either like, part time or full time. I don't know. Like I, I, a side job, I got flashed with the image of me working at Home Depot. I like got flashed with with babysitting because that's what I did for for years, years and years. And I always recommend that to anybody who is wanting to start their own thing and trying to make some some extra income. You know what I mean? Get CPR certified. Do some. Get in on that nanny train. It is so nice. My assumption is that you're actually really messy and vulgar, but pretend to be sweet and nice for Instagram. Vulgar? First off, let me just commandeer the question and go, do you come across as sweet and nice on Instagram? Is that how... Do you think that's how... Because that's what's being assumed here. Is you, I mean, I'm assuming that that's now... You come, is that is that fair, fair to say? If sweet and nice equates to like going to bed and having enchiladas, because that's pretty much all I talk about. I mean, you are sweet. You are nice. Am so I? you're not pretending. What if I'm not? And I just think like, you're oh, not, it's you're all You're not fine. pretending to be sweet and nice. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, are you messy and vulgar? Messy. Yes, we already explained that. Vulgar. That's... That's interesting. I think I'm the more vulgar (laughs) one of the two. Doesn't that mean like angry and like. No. And like. How would you define? Vulgar is like word choice. Mm, No. I don't think so. I think vulgar is word choice. Using. Like loud mouth and. Like being kind of using bad language and just bad taste and uh, not being very formal not being a sweet nice little lady on instagram but being like a you know being a some mother kind of lady <laughs> you know what are you gonna some do? mother kind of lady yeah i'd say this one's wrong <laughs> yeah I, would, I wouldn't use vulgar to yeah. describe you you yeah. are you're more um you're you're put together maybe hangry sometimes not even though Another assumption is that you're a really bad driver. I think I'm okay. I'd give myself like a B. I've never gotten in an accident with anybody else, and I'm 30 years old. Knock on microphone. <laughs> what is a good driver anyway? Yeah, who is a good driver? Name me Is it me your one. driving record? Yeah, Is it your really. ability to parallel park? <laughs> yeah, well, hey, I can par- parallel park. You can parallel park with the best of them, babe. Yeah. Thank you. I've I've pulled the car over, had you jump in. in to when I'm driving and parallel park for me. It's kind of how I'm like oddly good at Mario Kart too. Maybe because you're left handed. Like certain things like that, just like maneuvering situations. Small I just hands, have confidence. Left handed. Yeah, maybe Italian heritage. Yeah. Could be just like a bottleneck of multiple Very like, random short. things. Yeah. 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 I think you're a pretty good driver. Maybe not the best parker, but you're a good driver. I'm not a good parking. Sometimes I'll get out of the car and you've parked. and I'm just like, maybe we should repark. <laughs> not all the time. I, I can maybe park. Maybe like two times out of ten. Hey. 
you'll I, be like in the other hey, person's I'll spot. You. I'll tell you. I can park. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. <laughs> when I first started watching your stories, I assumed you were high sometimes. This is so funny. Because if I was somebody else watching me, I would probably think the same thing. Yeah, the funny thing is Honestly, she, what she said is sometimes. It's sometimes. All the time. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's totally not true. I've actually, I don't think that I could even get on stories like on Benadryl or, or like having something to drink. Mm. I am so, in fact, I've, I have to be in a very... This is like, I'm being totally honest. I have to be in a good mood to get on there and like show my face and I never force it. I have to be like in the right state of mind. It's definitely not, um, I don't just like whip it out and I'm like, what's going on? I can't, I can't handle that. I don't force it either. Yeah. Down, down to the, I just don't do it. I don't do it at at all. You were on a good one for a while. Yeah. What are you going to do? We miss you in your doors. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to. Still waiting to hear back on my my show with the with the, the door people <laughs> on HGTV. So uh, your main Bargles man, in his doors. Yeah, your main man Bennett's door tours. <laughs> I just go around checking out really cool doors. Some not so cool, you know. Some just normal doors, and we you know we and we and by we the end on. of the by the end of the show we find out you know we learn a little something about the door mm. history of it material. You always had a great and fairly large group of friends. This great instantly and large. Yeah, right. This instantly makes me think of like high school for some reason or college. Why why not now? Why don't I think about it now? But when I was in high school, I was like kind of kind of just one of those people that knew everyone and was friendly to everybody and everybody was friendly to me but I wasn't in any given clique or group I wasn't a part of anything I just liked photo class and graduating as soon as humanly possible and then in college if you want to call it that I didn't really yeah I made friends with my roommates and then that fell apart and then just because of moving but it wasn't it was never a huge group maybe in middle school right when I moved to Carlsbad from sixth grade I met a group of girls big group of girls that were really fun and funny and they uh they embraced me and then you know it moves on you fizzle out and stuff happens but I've never had a big have you ever have you ever noticed me to have like a big group of girlfriends that I'm just like super tight with we kind of already answered this so no we can move on but yeah I just yeah no but the ones I do have are in fact great that is true here's another good one I assume you're a jolly person (laughs) you're a jolly person yeah no, you are. Uh, when I think of Jolly, I just think of like Santa Claus and reindeer. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I can't take it seriously. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I can't. oh, that was like deep and like it echoed in my headphones. <laughs> like Jolly, like good old Saint Nick. You are kind of like a Christmassy person, though. I'm not always super stoked, though. Like I a, have like a little fairy. Yeah, I have moments and weeks and days where it's like I am not 
interested in anything and I am annoyed and I'm not in a good mood and yeah just like anybody else but I would say 80% of the time I'm a pretty happy person for various reasons <laughs> oh, obviously oh. the next few questions <laughs> looks like they're all about you and I okay um, both Let's get into it both of us together as one um, assuming that we were both raised Christian. I was consistently going to church, but would you say that for your family when you were growing up or how would you describe it? Hmm. I would say yes and no, because we did do a lot of Jewish things. Yeah. Because my family, like my mom's side of the family was more like, Christian and some Catholic and then my dad's side of the family a lot more Jewish so we ended up kind of being more like agnostic mm-hmm. kind of like I was, we, we used to joke when I was a kid like we were kind of somewhere in between a Catholic person and a Jewish person which basically means you break even and you're an agnostic like you just like yep it's, there's something going on so we would do Christmas and we do Easter but we do Passover and we would we do, do everything. Hanukkah. We, in my memory, maybe went through all the nights of Hanukkah once. Mm. Once in the entirety of my 31 years I've been alive. We've done, we've attempted it several years, but we've got like four or five nights in. And it doesn't stick. Someone's stick. not home. It, right. Because the whole bit is getting the family, lighting the candle, saying the prayer. And, you know. Like my mom would be out or my brother would be gone and it would be like just me and my dad. It's like, okay, here we All go. Right, here we go. Batter up, lighter up. You know, so we would do all that stuff. Passover. I had you come to a Passover, a family Passover dinner. Yeah, and I ours. had to read something out loud in front of everybody and it was like terrifying. Gotta love, terrifying. Gotta love those Jewish traditions where we're going to take the person that's like most shy about public reading and I, it's like in the book. That it's like the person who hasn't and hasn't been to Passover or is new to the table. I was or, that kid in elementary school where it would get, you know, like you'd have this, everyone would have the same book out on their desk and you'd go around the classroom and you'd all read a paragraph. And I would be the one to raise my hand when it was like five kids away and be like, can I go to the bathroom? I would do anything to avoid reading out loud. It was my fear, like legitimate fear. I would shake while I was reading. That's so funny. Oh my god, you got So yeah, you definitely were raised Christian. Yes. Your family is still very Christian and love them. My family, yes. But I mean, I guess you can kind of tell in my demeanor that we just kind of like it's there, but it's never been a real sense of like a passionate thing. I remember uh, hearing a story that my dad dad and mama both told me about how his family, like his mother, my grandmother, Val we called her Vera. Rest in peace, baby. Miss you. She was like super Jewish. But her husband, my grandfather, who I never had the privilege of meeting, unfortunately. He died relatively young. Um, he, was, he was Christian. Hmm. But, he re- but he really wasn't like into Judaism at all. I didn't know that. So it's kind of like this weird back and forth of, hey, don't teach my kids that Jewish stuff. And then she would teach it to him anyway and still make like matzo ball soup and 
he'd still eat it and stuff like that. And it just kind of like was this weird, I guess, semi-awkward thing that they had to deal with. Yeah. And so maybe I'm, a, I'm making an assumption that that then made my father maybe pump the brakes on like being too aggressive oh, one way saying. or the other yeah. on his kids. Like, hey, I'm going to let my kids just do what they want to do. Right. I'm not trying to, you know. I was just going to say that your mom has always been very spiritual and very like connected in that way oh she's into christianity but she's in she's into all of it she's yeah. into astrology she has that way about her where and she's got that energy and the vibes and everything take like a bone and a feather and a coin and like throw it on the ground and go oh yeah oh, oh my god i hope she's listening see how that feather landed like that oh that means you're that means you're gonna get married soon you know shit like that she would just be like She'd be into that. Take a, like a roll of the dice and be like, ooh, 13. 13 a good number this year. You know, it's like, what? Where, who are you? What are you where her. are you getting this from? I I just, I'm like making it up as I go, you know? That's so cute. So anyway, okay, more assumptions. I assume that your hubby is a photographer and you guys fell in love because you have, a, because you have the same passions. Hmm. No, but... I think that you are really into it now, wouldn't you say? Photography in general? Yeah. I've always loved photography. Yeah. You know, going back to when I was in high school, I've always thought photography is great, but I never looked at it. You know, I kind of looked at photography like playing the electric guitar. Yeah. You know, I had a camera. I had a guitar. I tinkered around with it and, you know, it was always fun to be creative and spontaneous and to feel like you're learning something but i wasn't like a career photographer or a rock star right i you know nothing like that but with you being as good as you are over the past you know decade it's rubbed off like i understand way more just fundamental stuff like what takes a good picture yeah you know being patient color Trying editing, trying angles, light, all, you know, different settings on different cameras. I mean, I never would have honestly probably been inclined to learn as much as I've learned. I I don't think I would have gone down that rabbit hole, but it's kind of, you know, being a second shooter on weddings with you, you know, shooting campaigns with you for Instagram and all that stuff. It's like, it's great. There's, it's the best job I've ever had because it really doesn't feel like a job. Yeah. It feels like we're just having fun and learning and experimenting and always being playful as opposed to like, God, I need another cup of coffee to get through this day. Right. You know, I've never had that feeling. Do you remember how you felt about me trying to pursue it when we were really young? I feel the same way then that I do now. You I, never thought like, oh, this, nope, this nev- girl never is even crazy. Not for two seconds. That's good. You already, you had a camera and I knew that you could take good pictures with it. And then it was just about selling that. I was never worried about how much money you get paid. I knew that you'd get lowballed mm-hmm. from the beginning. I still think <laughs> sometimes you get lowballed. Well, it wasn't you know? popular when I started. But I've seen like the growth, like your style, how good you are. It's totally different now than it was 10 years ago, you know looking back at the weddings we used to do it's crazy it's crazy like the style is different like the Mm -hmm. scope is different the framing and just like the idea the ideas you have now 
and also I knew I knew how much harder you worked then to get like a similar product to what you get now but it's like everything well, it's because you evolve and it's like this is just a random example that I can think of but now I don't really crop I crop when I'm shooting but before when I was learning do you mean you crop when you're editing no, I'm cropping while I'm shooting. Like, I'm cropping in the camera. I'm getting the crop that I want to begin with. Mm. I'm not editing the crop in the end like I would when I started out. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, I've taught myself to just do it in the moment the way that I want it instead of doing it later. That's saves random. A, uh, saves a fraction of time when yes. you're looking at and thousands of pictures. Up. Yeah, it that adds up. adds up. So, to respond to the assumption that... Your hubby, your main man Bennett, photographer. Hubby. No. Guys fell. Guys fell in love. Guys fell in love because we have the same passions. That's also. Let's. Uh, I'll give a little two seconds on that. No to that too. Yeah, no. We're no so to different. We liked totally. We still like totally different things, and I just deal with it. I deal with the Game of Thrones. I deal with the basketball. Game seven. I, I was there. I think that if you. <laughs> I'll speak I'm from speaking from my experience. I like you, and I like that you like the stuff that you like. I don't need to like the stuff that you like. That's how I feel. I used to think that I did. Yeah. And I used to think that you had to like the stuff that I like as well. And that's the only way that we can relate, and that's the only way that we can appreciate and love each other. And that's that's BS. It's well, BS. I also just want to throw out there that we do like a lot of the same stuff, and we enjoy the same things. But there are certain things that we both are indifferent on sure we have we have definitely some similar tastes yes you know movies and comedy and um some music moving on we got a couple more okay we got a couple more you two are the epitome of best friends and hardly ever argue <laughs> oh man i would say that's mostly true actually like, I want to laugh and, like, it's a lot of light bickering that doesn't last long and we're more often than not, like, silly and affectionate when we're alone. I agree. I don't really think that we argue. I don't think so. I think that it's, yeah, it's a really, it's been a really great year and I don't know what, we, everyone goes through waves and I could go on and on it's just that we do like we we bicker like anybody else but it's not serious and we both get over things so quickly like it happens and it's done I don't think that you or I like hold on to things like I've heard about people holding on to stuff and not letting it go for like days after an argument I can't, yeah we're pretty good I at can't. that yeah and I mean I just I don't know if it's the way I was raised. I don't know if it's just kind of how I've been feeling. I mean, this, but who I've been for the better part of the last decade, I don't bring anything to the table, like in a negative energy way. Yeah. I'm very conscious of it. It would be very unnatural for me to like ever come down on you about anything. Yeah. Like if we're going to have a disagreement or an argument if you're going to call it an argument my mind won't even think it's an argument we're having we're just like talking and maybe it's more passionate <laughs> but it's not yeah, it's yeah. not negative it's still just maybe more passionate yeah my voice can carry 
sometimes my voice can get loud. And there's been times where like I'm saying something and it's like loving and it's like fun and I'm like being silly and she is looking at me and she goes, you're yelling right now. Yeah. You're yelling right now. You're very. And I'm, and I'm like, and I'm like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, I am yelling. But I'm. Well, and then sometimes you'll be telling a story in a really loud voice. Get animated. Of I get someone, animated. Of someone like being mad. And it sounds like you're talking to me in a mad... Do you know what I'm talking about? That's one, one of my favorite characters is mad guy. Is I just start yelling and I pretend like I'm really mad about and something. And I'm laughing because you're you're mimicking something, but... You're right. But our neighbors, downstairs our neighbors are probably, so probably think that you're talking to me like that. Because I'm just using all the words and like stomping my foot. And, and if you yeah, ever talk true. to me like that, you wouldn't live here. It's true. So there's that. I'd, I would see myself out. Yes, you would. I think we're... Oh, here here we go. Okay. The last, last assumption. Last assumption for the day. Okay. I assume you both want children and to buy a house. Aww. <laughs> I assume that too. There's a lot of... There's a lot in that. Do I assume it or do I presume it? With our mm. newfound education from earlier in this episode where we learned the, where we studied I the difference. I presume it. I think I presume I it. I presume it. Yeah, I presume Having it. Having a large asset when you own your own business seems appealing to me. Sure. There's a lot to be done with that and it's a smart move. They go well together because if you're going to have a kid, it wouldn't it be great to have a piece of something that is standing that you can maybe, you know, have in the family or something. I mean, it's it's like a dreamy situation. Right. And I don't think that we think of it in like the uh, traditional sense. We're very like we're open to anything in terms of like how it can go down, like what and what we want. But I know one of my big goals is to buy a house because it's just it's always just been a dream of mine i just want to buy a piece of crap and do whatever i want to it so and to to buy a house with my own money that i've saved from having this business that's that's my goal (laughs) that's cool to me yeah, it's cool. And that's a cool thing for anybody. But that will... Uh, oh, yeah. I absolutely agree. Um, but the kid part, let's revisit that after we uh, figure out the house part. We're well, not we're not quite there yet. <laughs> you're never... And by quite, I mean... You're nev- I have no idea. <laughs> you, yeah, that's, that's one thing that we no dis- maybe disagree on. What? You're never ready to be a parent. Yeah. And also, there's people way more fortunate and way less fortunate than us that are older than us, younger than us, better off, worse off, more space to, that they live in, less yeah. space. And they're having kids just the same. And they're dealing with, they're, at, they're saying the exact same stuff, saying, I'm not ready or I am ready. And no matter what, like when the kid is there, it's like no matter how ready you are, it's about if you're good or not. If you're yeah. like there or not, if you're present to like take care of the little boy or girl or whatever, that's what's most important. Yeah. And I think if we had a kid last year, this year, next year, the kid's going to have a pretty badass life. I think he's going to have a, 
a life that we'll, we'll look at our own lives and go, hey, you know, we had a pretty good life, but ideally this kid would have an even better one. Yeah. I don't see my childhood is like I can't even I couldn't even imagine a better situation. Yeah, it's all better, worse. It's just different. I just oh, that like, is here's the here's the thing. It's so sweet. If we had a kid right now that was of age to like watch cartoons, mm-hmm. how old is that? Would you say that's like? I have two, no idea. Two, three, four, five, six, somewhere no in there. So you got like a little kid watching cartoons. I don't even know what cartoons kids are watching. It depends on your parenting style. Some people, some people give like yo gabba gabba. Yes. Some are like six months old and some Caillou? wait till they're Caillou? three or four or five. Is it Caillou? Is the bald one? kid? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. What's the tiger? Is that Canadian? Timmy, Timmy the tiger? No, it's um, Daniel Tiger. Daniel Tiger. See, I had Lamb Chop. They don't have Lamb Chop anymore. There's no had, more Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Look I had that. I Love You, You Love Me, We're a Happy Family. It's not that simple anymore. With a... You know it. I, you know it. Yeah, I don't remember it. All right. I don't. You're cut off. It's the skinny me rinky dinky dink. Yes, yeah, skinny rinky dinky dink. Skinny me rinky dinky dink. There's some people out there. You're pump. you're welcome. Some people out there that you you got me. You got a little taste. Got a little taste. Who doesn't know skinny me rinky dinky dink? Episode twenty five. You may man bandit back here and again. Skinny me rinky dinky do. And we out. We out. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe it's episode 25. That's a quarter of a way to 100. Where has the time Halfway progressed? to 50. You guys. 100% of the way to 25. Thank you for listening. My God. You about take your, take your assumptions down to the river. <laughs> you know, my favorite part about this episode was is when we all got to learn the difference between assumption and presumption. Really? That was your favorite part? Oh, man. I love Disappointing. it. I love it. Whatever. I thought that I literally thought there were synonyms an hour ago today. I thought there were synonyms. I am sitting here today a better man, a stronger man, a braver man for uh, for knowing the difference. I assumed that they were the same, but I presume not. That's what we call full circle. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to subscribe or leave a rating or a review, we are on iTunes at All About It Podcast on Insta. And I'm at Ariel Vey. Hubbin is at Bennett J. Roberts. We love you guys. Until next time. Bye. See ya. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>